Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. that every newspaper and magazine critic is raving about. Hear what the usually hard-boiled review of Time magazine says. Snow White is as exciting as a western, as funny as a haywire comedy. It combines the classic idiom of folklore drama with rollicking comic strip humor. It is an authentic masterpiece. More than 250,000 paintings like these were created by Walt Disney and his staff of artists to make the most daring adventure in the history of motion pictures with new and amazing characters, Snow White, Warm, human, the lovable seven dwarfs. But let Walt Disney tell you about them himself. Dwarfs' names fit their personalities. This pompous-looking individual is Doc, the self-appointed leader of the group. And this little fellow is bashful. He's secretly in love with Snow White. And this funny face is Sneezy. He has hay fever. And old droopy eyes is called Sleepy. And happy here with a beaming smile. And old sourpuss here is Grumpy, the woman hater. And last but not least is Dopey. He's nice, but sort of silly. Hey there, it's Brian Davis. And for this week's episode, we're going to cover the first animated feature... For me to cover specifically as a movie and what better yet it's the first animated movie of all time and that's snow white and seven dwarves from 1937 now the studio you might think is disney but it's actually rko pictures because really disney studios hadn't been created yet well more on that later the original release date the first release in los angeles was december 21st 1937 however the wide release was February 4th, 1938. The running time was 83 minutes, and it was in color, which was a big deal. The budget was a whopping $1.5 million. Gotta remember, this is 1937. It's also during the Depression. The box office, $3.5 million. Today, that would be $61 million. It's made a lifetime, with inflation, of $418 million. It makes it one of the top-grossing films of all times. It was a huge, huge success and groundbreaking for movies because it was the first animated feature and everyone loved it. Now, Leonard Malton from the Classic Movie Guide, of course, gives it four out of four stars. His quick little synopsis is, Walt Disney's groundbreaking animated feature film, the first of its kind, is still in a class by itself. A warm and joyful rendition of the classic fairy tale, enhanced by the vivid personalities of the seven dwarves. Only a real-life grumpy could fail to love it. Songs include Whistle While You Work, Hi-Ho, and Someday My Prince Will Come. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 98% fresh from 48 reviews. The critics' consensus is, with its involving story and characters, vibrant art, and memorable songs, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs set the animation standard for decades to come. 
So the marketing brilliance of Walt Disney was that he could re-release his films to theaters consistently through the years because this is before televisions, before home video. It was an instant moneymaker for the studio. So Snow White was re-released to theaters in 1952, 1958, 1967, 1975, 1983, 1987, and 1993. I'm pretty positive my mom took me to see it in the theater during the re-release in 1987. However, it could have been 1983 or both years, frankly. She loved it that much. And finally, in 1994, it was released to home video. Disney would always lag on releasing their films to video, and even when they did release it, it would always be for a short amount of time before they pulled it again. They were marketing geniuses. Now, there was a silent version of Snow White, which was one of the first motion pictures that Walt Disney ever saw back in 1916. Walt Disney originally wanted to be a live-action director when he first went to Hollywood, because at his core, he was a storyteller. However, he felt he could tell a story through animation if being a traditional director wouldn't work for him. Disney thought that Snow White was the perfect story. He handpicked people to write his version of the screenplay, which started in late 1935. The artists really weren't ready at the time to do what Walt wanted. Half of his time was spent going over every scene of animation. The other half was the story itself. Now, everyone in this film that worked on it was self-taught. This was never done before, which makes what happened in the finished product so amazing. They had to have actual people do every motion so that the animators could mirror live action. Walt Disney believed that the movie must tug on the heartstrings. For every laugh, there had to be a tear. And that's a common theme, especially in early Disney movies. There was pathos and tragedy. He also knew that music had to be a key factor in the film. He used music often in his early animated shorts. Just take a look at Steamboat Willie, which was the first Mickey Mouse cartoon. Music was a vital part of Snow White because it could show emotions without even having dialogue. The lyrics of the song could act like dialogue. Whistle While You Work was a perfect example where Walt knew that when the audience left the theater, what would stick with them the most was the music. And people bought these records in droves. There wasn't home video or even streaming, of course. <laughs> However, you could buy the records and you could replay the movie through, your, through the songs in your mind. It was brilliant. The, finally, the movie was finished only two weeks prior to the premiere which was in December of 1937. The premiere was huge, and from the profits of Snow White, Walt Disney built the studio, Walt Disney Productions. A year later, they were $4.5 million in debt. So certain animators were picked based on their strengths, which was Walt Disney's strength. He had a knack of knowing who would be best for each role. Snow White is reactive, which is sort of the time period, but early animation made each movie unique. Today, everything kind of looks the same because the human element is gone. Each artist had their own stamp back in the day, which is something like a machine and, and CGI can't replicate. Computer graphics are sterile and cold, in my opinion. It's like saying that you want to sound like Eddie Van Halen, so you buy all the same gear that he uses. There's only one problem, though. You don't have his hands, and you don't have his soul. The same goes for an artist. This is the first feature-length animated film. Since this has never been done before, rumors were spread that if you watched animation for a length of a, of a movie, say 90 minutes, you may go blind. The bright colors were supposed to hurt your eyes. <laughs> so Lucille Laverne, who was the voice of the hag, removed her false teeth to get the perfect cadence of the hag. And her performance was so convincing that during the mock heart attack scene, the crew actually thought she was having a real heart attack. So... 
of course you know the seven dwarves, but there were t- plenty of ideas in addition to what was uh, settled on. And here are some of them. Bigo Ego, Awful, Biggie Wiggy, Weepy, Gabby, Dirty, Blabby, Gaspy, Jaunty, Nifty, Scrappy, Shifty, Lazy, Goopy, Daffy, Crabby, Gloomy, Helpful, Snappy, Dippy, Snoopy, Thrifty, Flabby, Busy, Hoppy, Cranky, Sneezy Wheezy, Hungry, Dumpy, Shifty, Woeful, Doleful, Soulful, Helpful, Graceful, Nerty, no idea what that one is, Gloomy, Sappy, Tearful, Fearful, Dizzy, Hotsy, Puffy, Strutty, Jumpy, Chesty. (laughs) I'm glad they did what they did. Interestingly, if they had picked Snoopy, that would have ruined Peanuts and Charlie Brown forever. So originally, the animators thought that the name Dopey was actually too modern, but Walt claimed Shakespeare used the term in his writing, therefore the animators changed their tune. However, it seems that Walt made up that story a little bit in order to get the opinion changed. He didn't finalize the names of the dwarves until a year prior to the release of the film. Snow White was originally drawn as a blonde. And originally, Snow White was too pale when they drew her. If the animators added more paint, it would make her look like a clown. So one of the women in the ink department had the idea of using actual makeup to put rouge on her cheeks. The animators were paid $5. In today's money, that would be $85 for each gag that would make the film. For example, if Dopey stood on top of Sneezy in a long coat and was blown across the room after Sneezy performed a loud sneeze, that would be considered a gag. So it's much much like short cartoons. Walt knew if he needed uh, jokes to fill the story, he, he needed to make it a competition. In turn, thousands of ideas were pitched. Animator Frank Thomas came up with Dopey's Hitch Step, which is almost like a skip. Walt Disney liked it so much, he made the animators go back and add them to other scenes, even though the work was already done, and this was not a quick process. But Disney was a perfectionist, and he had to get everything right, and he knew. So everything that Disney Studios became was because of the success of Snow White. If Snow White was a bomb, everything you know about Disney and, eventually, Disneyland would have never come to fruition. Everyone thought Walt Disney was crazy to do this film. However, it turned into one of the greatest success stories in Hollywood history. Walt realized that his cartoon shorts were costing more and more and making less and less. So if he wanted to survive, he had to go big with full-length animation. So he picked his crew, and the crew thought they were just another bunch of shorts, until one day he pitched the entire movie, and he acted out every scene, and that sold the artist. The original budget for this film was supposed to be 250000 which quickly bloomed to 400000 which his brother Roy had to deal with because he was the money man. There was four and a half years of total devotion to this film. Finally, Roy convinced Walt that he needed to show the film to the bankers, which was Bank of America, because if he didn't, the bank wouldn't invest more money in the film. So a pencil test and a rough version was shown. So the main banker walked out of the showing without saying anything. Then, as the banker nonchalantly said as he reached his car, Oh yeah, that film is going to make you a pile of money. (laughs) And he drove off, and the studio got their check they needed to continue making the film. One of Disney's genius talents was to take an international fairy tale and Americanize it. The tone of the film is very European, especially illustrated, but it became Disney style, and when you think of Disney, you think of Americana, the music especially. 
Everything was very collaborative. Even though Disney had a vision, he embraced ideas from all of his artists. And this caused a huge influx of young artists to join Disney because you have to remember this is during the Depression era. Work was scarce, and here was Disney doing something pretty groundbreaking, and he was hiring people. He not only gave work, but he trained like only he could. Ironically, if it wasn't for the Depression, he wouldn't have had the wealth of talent available to him. Gustav Tengren was a children's story illustrator from Sweden, and his background set the tone of the film. The forest, the cottage, were all based on his ideas, along with the coloring. Everything in this film was groundbreaking. Vocally and visually, they had to live on screen and make the audience care about them like real people. And in some cases, the animals you liked more than the real people. Snow White changed film forever. All animated films that came after were because of the foundation of Snow White. Actually, because of the success of Snow White, MGM gave the go-ahead to work on The Wizard of Oz to try to compete. Disney created an imaginary film that people believe. So the key animators on the film. So you had Vladimir Titula, who was key for the creation of Grumpy, like twisting him and turning him during the bath scene. Fred Moore was known... Uh, is really the foundation of the Disney drawings. He was only 20 when he started at the studio, and the dwarves were his. He was also the Mickey Mouse master, and he turned Mickey into how we visualize him today. Norm Ferguson created the old hag. He also created Pluto and the Big Bad Wolf. The witch was based on vaudeville, making her very exaggerated. Grim Natwick was one of the three to animate the actual Snow White. He also designed Betty Boop, so Walt really wanted him on this film and he lived to be 100 years old. Ham Lusky helped create how Snow White moved and looked based on a live-action demo. Art Babbitt animated the Wicked Queen. He created Goofy. On the surface, Babbitt didn't seem like a natural choice because his art was more cartoony. However, Walt Disney liked to challenge his artists, and Babbitt did an amazing job with the Queen. She's the most striking visual of any character in the film. And Frank Thomas animated the weeping dwarf scene at the end of the vigil, which is still emotional today. For voice talent, Walt needed voice actors who had, of course, special talents, from, like from Vaudeville who could do special things like sneezing or funny laughs on demand. Adriana Casalotti was a young singer and she had a fairy tale quality that Walt wanted. Of course, she had the voice of Snow White. Actually, she sounds a bit like Billy Burke, who would go on to play the Good Witch in The Wizard of Oz. All right, let's just get into the movie itself. I gave you enough background. Uh, I always liked how in old movies, the credits would be shown in the beginning. This way, you avoid having 10 minutes of basically crap at the end. <laughs> One thing about the original animation is that it still looks amazing, and it must have been breathtaking back in 1937. With today's computer-generated animation, it all looks the same. The Disney artists were groundbreaking, and their dedication stands the test of time, and it looks unique. The Wicked Queen is still one of the best villains, and her costume is awesome. The coloring of the black and blue stands out perfectly. The mirror on the wall was always creepy. Slave in the magic mirror, come from the farthest space. Through wind and darkness, I summon thee. Speak! Let me see thy face. What wouldst thou know, my queen? Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? Famed is thy beauty, majesty. But hold, a lovely maid I see. 
Rags cannot hide her gentle grace. Alas, she is more fair than thee. Alas for her. Reveal her name. Lips red as the rose, hair black as ebony, skin white as snow. Snow white. And as for Snow White, even as a kid, I thought she was the most she had the most annoying voice ever. <laughs> I still feel the same today, though it's better when she meets the dwarves. And the songs were always kind of a little bit hit or miss for me. You know, the first song I'm wishing with Snow White and the Prince, that always sucked. Uh, it's a it's a funny scene where the dove lands in the prince's hand and, and kisses him, though it looks like he's going to eat it like Ozzy Osbourne. It's kind of refreshing that they made the Huntsman look like an overweight NFL fan, beer gut and all. Uh, you would expect this person to be kind of ripped if he was created now, but not so back then. And also, the story is pretty dark considering the queen and the, wants the huntsman to put Snow White's heart in a box. The score of Snow White running through the woods after the huntsman uh, tells her of the queen's plan is just awesome. This is where the classic films of the 30s and 40s is second to none. It's kind of much like the Looney Tune cartoons. The score is essential, and today's films almost ignore that score because it's like another character in the story, and today they just ignore it. Run! Run away! Hide! In the woods! Anywhere! Never come back! Now go! Go! The scene with all the animals in the forest is very charming because you'd have to be heartless not to love the animals that help her. But man, the actual song with the smile on a song is just awful. I think with the exception of a few songs coming up, the music really doesn't hold up well. This is forgivable, though, considering the film is over 80 years old. Speaking of the animals, as often in many Disney films, certain drawings would eventually be used as a template for future films. For example, the deer look very similar to what Bambi would look like. The same with the rabbits, which eventually would be Thumper. It's funny to watch kid movies as an adult. For example, even though Snow White cleaned up the dwarves' house, she essentially broke in. Today, they would have filed a lawsuit against her, and Whistle While You Work is just a great song, and it holds up today. But she'd be doing that in prison garb. Now you wash the dishes, you tidy up the room, you clean the fireplace, and I'll use the broom. Just whistle while you work, 
cheerfully together we can tidy up the place. So I'm a merry Jane. It won't take long when there's a song to help you set the face. And as you sweep the room, imagine that the room is someone that you love and soon you'll find you dancing to the tune. Oh, no, 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 no. Put them in the tub. The house cleaning gags are great, and, and they're funny even today. You have the chipmunks using their tails as dusters, uh, grabbing the spider web like a ball of yarn, only to have the spider race out and scold the chipmunk. The birds are flying in the flowers to put in a vase. The deer's antlers are used as a clothes hanger. The raccoons are scrubbing the clothes in the lake and using the turtle shell as a washboard. It's just a terrific montage. But then we get to the best part of the movie, and that, of course, is the dwarves. Without the dwarves, you really have no story. And Hi-Ho is, is the best song in the film by far. We 
It ain't no trick to get rich quick. If you dig, dig, dig with a shovel or a pick. In a mine, in a mine, in a mine, in a mine, where a million diamonds shine. We dig, 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 dig from early morning till night. We dig. I don't think I ever really paid attention as a kid uh, but what to what their job was. But they were diamond miners. And, and who are they working for? They never really seemed to have a supervisor, you know? The seven dwarves were each on different little trips. Happy was into grass and grass alone. Just uh, a little occasionally some hash, make a holiday for him. Hey, hey, thanks, man. Hey, down here, man. Poke. Happy, that's all he did. Sleepy was into reds. Grumpy, too much speed. Sneezy was a full-blown coke freak. Doc was a connection. Dopey was into everything. Any old orifice will do for Dopey. He's always got his arm out and his leg up. And then, the one we always forget because he was bashful. Bashful didn't use drugs. He was paranoid on his own. Didn't need any help on that ladder. Okay, so the actual Seven Dwarves, you know them, you love them. You have Doc, you have Happy, Sneezy, Dopey, Grumpy, Bashful, and Sleepy. However, in today's very politically correct culture, how would the Dwarves now be labeled? I think Doc's probably okay. Happy would be probably okay. Sneezy, of course, would be allergy sufferer and need a purified air filter, or he would request that his employer at the Diamond Mine give him the necessary breaks. 
I, I think Dopey would have to be labeled uh, intellectually challenged in order not to offend anyone. Grumpy would be labeled misunderstood. Bashful would be anxiety sufferer and need his own corner away from the rest of the dwarves. Uh, I think Sleepy would be labeled narcoleptic, probably suffering from night terrors or restless leg syndrome. Thank goodness this was made back in the 30s. You know, just because you soften language, it doesn't make life better for anyone. You might laugh now, but those names I just did... I wouldn't be surprised if, if down the road, maybe, but hopefully when I'm dead, uh, all of their names will be changed to what I probably just came up with, and I'm glad I'm not going to be around for it. <laughs> now, don't tell me who you are. Let me guess. I know. You're Doc. <laughs> why, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's true. And you're... You're bashful. Oh, gosh. <laughs> And you? You're sleepy. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> and you? You're sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you must be... Happy, ma'am. That's me, and this is Dopey. He don't talk none. <laughs> you mean he can't talk? He don't know. He never tried. <laughs> So when the dwarves see smoke coming from their fireplace, they say, Jiminy Crickets. A few years later, there would be Pinocchio with that same character. And why do all the dwarves have neck beards? And <laughs> they can grow mustache, come on. And we soon realize that these little guys must smell like a gymnasium as, you know, they work all day in a mine and they don't even bathe. I think Dopey is the most entertaining and has the most personality of all the dwarves, whether it be intentional or not. So I never noticed, but all the books that the Wicked Queen had astrology, black arts, alchemy, witchcraft, black magic, disguises, sorcery, potions. She even had a skull with a snake through the eyes. She would have loved heavy metal. The queen was always cool, and you gotta love the old hag's cackle. My voice. <laughs> oh, perfect disguise. <laughs> And now, a special sort of death for one so fair. What should it be? Ah! A poisoned apple. Sleeping death. Oh, one taste of the poisoned apple, and the victim's eyes will close forever. In the sleeping den. So the uh, bloodle uddle um dum the washing yodel song. It's not as good as hi ho, but it's entertaining. Uh, I'm with Grumpy with regards to the song. Someday my prince will come. <laughs> Mush. All the dwarves must suffer from sleep apnea because they snore like no one's business. 
So it's another very cool scene where the apple is dipped into poison, and as the potion melts away into a skull... Again, the Wicked Queen's the coolest of all the characters. As an adult, the Wicked Queen Witch is a pretty awesome character, and I don't think I appreciated her as much as a kid. She had people locked up in her dungeon that are now just skeletons. Again, pretty dark for a kid's movie. I had never heard of Gooseberry Pies, and now I never trust old women with apples. Great score during the chase scene of the witch, and uh, I love that Dopey wanted a kiss on the lips at the end, and she might have fallen back asleep if she kissed him, but who knows. So there were deleted scenes. Walt Disney was a master of pacing, and every single scene that made it into a Disney film had to move the plot along, and this is why all the early Disney films are perfect in timing. Nothing is wasted. And so even though the he loved both of the scenes that were cut out, they didn't move the plot along, and this had to be cut. I think Judd Apatow and all the directors of today that make... Uh, comedies that are two hours long and, and superhero movies that are three and a half hours long. Yeah, follow the Disney format, folks. So there was a, a soup eating scene where the dwarves are eating to the rhythm of a song. It's much like a train engine. Uh, Grumpy sneaks to the table late uh, before enjoying his soup. The dwarves are so loud with their eating, Snow White is mortified about their eating habits. So she teaches them how to eat properly, and Dopey ends up swallowing his spoon. The other one is bed building. So the dwarves go back and forth to decide what type of gift to make for Snow White. They decide to uh, create a bed as their present. So they create a diagram like building a house, and the forest animals help out. A little more fun facts. All right, so this was the first ever film to have a soundtrack recording album released for it. Uh, because Walt Disney Pictures did not have its own music publishing company when the when the early animated films were produced, all of the rights to the pub to publish the music and songs from this film are actually still controlled by the Bourne Company. And years later, the studio was able to acquire the rights back uh, for the music from all the other films, except for this one. Prior to Snow White, a movie soundtrack recording was unheard of and had very little value to the movie studio. How times have changed. Dopey initially was to talk with the voice of Mel Blanc, but was made mute instead. The same thing happened with Gideon and Pinocchio in 1940, though Mel Blanc was actually the one who did all the vocal effects for that. Mel Blanc, of course, did many Looney Tunes cartoons. All right, so when I was growing up, I absolutely adored old-time radio, and one of my favorite old-time radio programs was the Jack Benny Show. They did a parody at the time, back in 1938, and theirs was called Snow White and the Seven Gangsters, and I own that. So I'm going to put this at the end, and hopefully you enjoy it. Go, I'm sure everyone's seen Snow White. Uh, if you think it's just a kid movie and you, you don't appreciate it, go back and watch it, and I think you will appreciate all the little things, and you have to remember when this was created. And I think you'll also appreciate it. Again, the artwork is so unique and so non-sterile. You know, it doesn't feel cold because you knew someone was physically drawing this. And unlike today, where you just, you know, click a mouse and, and all of a sudden you have all these amazing graphics, it's sterile and cold. You can't you can't beat what an actual human can do. All right, until next week, this is Brian signing off. The Jello program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Phil Harris and his orchestra. The orchestra opens a program with Hooray for Hollywood from Hollywood Hotel. Of 
Sometimes there is some one thing that seems to have extra pleasant associations for us. It may be a place, it may be a song, it may be a word. For instance, a letter we received just the other day says, The word jello will always mean something special to me because it's almost the one dessert I can remember having as a youngster. I remember the picture of the jello girl on the box. I remember jello's bright party colors. I feel as if I'd grown up with jello, and it's a friend I'll never forget. Well, we hope a lot of you feel that way about jello. It has been America's favorite dessert for over 40 years. And the only changes in Jell-O have been to make it even better. Jell-O has a deeper, richer, more satisfying fruit taste than ever before. And Jell-O sets more quickly now. It's quicker and easier to prepare. But remember, there is only one Jell-O. There's always been only one Jell-O. So don't accept any substitutes for the real thing. Look for the big red letters on the box that always spelled Jell-O. played by the orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this being the first day of daylight saving time, we bring you a man who saves time, money, and old pieces of string, Jack Benny. (laughs) Hello again, this is Jack Benny who also saves paper bags. They come in mighty handy, too. Well, Don, if we were in the East now, we'd have an extra hour today. Sixty whole minutes to do with as we please. Uh, what would you do with yours? Well, Jack, if I had an extra hour, I think I'd go on a diet. You know, uh, not eat anything. Not eat anything for a whole hour? <laughs> Why, Don, that would be a drastic move for you, wouldn't it? Yes, but I should do it anyway, Jack. I think I'm getting a little plump. Oh, a little plump? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's getting plump. Listen, Don, if I were a penny-weighing machine and saw you coming toward me, I'd pull up my scales and run. (laughs) (laughs) You're just F-A-T. I not only resent that, but deny it. Anyway, we were talking about daylight saving time, weren't we? You know, Jack, I forgot all about our show going on an hour earlier. When I got up, I had to run over here like a streak of lightning. Boy, I had to rush. I know, Phil, and those pajamas are very becoming. (laughs) I'm glad you like them. Imagine coming to the studio in pajamas. You didn't even bother to dress. I did, too. I never wear the tops. (laughs) Oh. Well, I noticed that at least you took time to curl your hair. I did not. It's a mess. Anyway, (laughs) well, anyway, just because we're on an hour earlier today is no excuse for being careless, you know. Say, Jack, why do they have daylight saving time in the east and not out here? Well, Mary, that's so the people there can get up an hour earlier in the morning, and then when evening comes, they have an extra hour of sunshine. Suppose it's raining. Well, then they have an extra hour of rain. Uh, Like we have here? Quiet. (laughs) It never rains in California. Never. Well, gee, I wish someone had told my uncle that this morning. Which uncle? The one with the wooden leg that warped. 
Look, Mary, you asked me a question. I answered it. Now leave me alone. Say, Jack. Oh, fine. <laughs> What is it, Kenny? You know, I, I, I can't understand one thing about daylight saving time. What's that? Well, this morning I set my watch 60 minutes ahead. And when I came to the broadcast, I was an hour too early. Why was that? Well, look, Kenny, you didn't have to set your watch ahead. That's only in the east. You realize you're the only person in the whole state of California that did it. Was there a prize for that? <laughs> yes, bend over. What a kid. He's hopeless. Well, at least I know rain when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind that. Now, look, fellas, we have no more time to discuss rain or daylight saving because, as I announced last week, tonight we're going to do a very long play. In fact, it's a musical comedy. A musical comedy? Yes, Phil, if you'd show up for rehearsal, this wouldn't be such a shock to you. <laughs> oh, those rehearsals bore me more than the show. Oh, that's too bad. Now, listen, fellas, we got to do something to make Phil happy here. Now you're talking. Shut up or I'll fire you. <laughs> Anyhow, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Benny Light Opera Troupe will present... will present what we consider a real masterpuss. We're going to offer our version of Walt Disney's sensational film and supreme achievement... Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> now, this will go on immediately. Hey, Jack, I didn't see that picture. What's a dwarf? A dwarf, Kenny, is a jockey with a long beard. <laughs> now, in our version... Am I going to be a dwarf, Jack? You, Don? <laughs> what are you laughing at, right? He couldn't be a dwarf in an elephant act. <laughs> well... You'll be in it anyway, Don. Now, in our musical comedy version, folks, as none of us look like dwarfs, we are going to call our play Snow White and the Seven Gangsters. Uh, Mary Livingston, who is scared to death of these gangsters, will be Snow White. Now, let's see. There's also a Prince Charming. Say, Jack, can I be Prince Charming? Over my dead body. <laughs> let's see. Who else? Oh, the witch. Where's that witch I hired? Here I am. <laughs> Gee, is she going to be my stepmother? Yes, and she's going to give you a poisoned apple You stool pigeon Quiet, you old bat <laughs> uh, Now, uh, our cast is complete Except, Oh, where's Andy? Here I am, Buck Am I going to be one of the dwarfs? No, Andy, you're going to be a gangster, not a dwarf Shucks, and I went out and had my legs shortened <laughs> Leg shorten? How'd you do that? I glued him to a cheap pair of pants and went out in the rain. Now, the next one that says it rains in California, I'm going to hit him right over the head with my umbrella. <laughs> now, remember, fellas, we're all gangsters, and I'm going to be the roughest, toughest, meanest one of them all. Just a no-good rat, see? Wow. I'm as tough as any of those movie gangsters, ain't I, Mary? Yeah, you're a regular Edward G. Buttercup. <laughs> well, just the same, I can act tough. Say, Jack, do we all have to be hard-boiled? Of course, Don, and you ought to get into the mood. Okay. Now, uh, get this, ladies and gentlemen. 
You better rush down to your nearest grocer and get a package of Jell-O. See? It comes in six delicious flavors. See? That's telling them, Don. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. See? That's it. I guess they see, Don. Now, folks, our play will go on immediately after Kenny Baker's song. What are you going to sing, Kenny? One song from a pitcher Snow White. One false move, now let you turn it. One song from Snow White sung by Kenny Baker. And thanks, Kenny. It was certainly apropos. You said it, son. Hmm. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, for our musical comedy, Snow White and the Seven Gangsters. We will present this little fairy tale in four acts and 39 scenes. So take off your shoes, folks. You've got to stay in tonight. Here we go. The opening scene is the isolated farmhouse on Long Island, which is the hideout of the notorious Benny Gang. As the curtain rises, Doc Benny is giving his boys a pep talk. Curtain. Music. Now listen, men. We got a big job on for tonight. The biggest thing we've tackled since we cracked the mint. We're going to stick up the 12th National Bank. Do you get that? I'll call the roll, see if we're all here. Sleepy. Here, Doc. Sneezy. Kachoo, Doc. <laughs> Gesundheit. <laughs> Happy. I'm right here, Doc, feeling fine and ready to go. <laughs> he wears... <laughs> he wears feather underwear, folks. <laughs> Grumpy. Right here, Chief. But I'm afraid we're going to get caught this time. Oh, you're too pessimistic. Bashful. Oh, shucks, Doc, you know I'm here. Now, come on over here with the rest of us. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> Fine gangster. Now, let's see. Who else? Oh, yes. Dopey. That's me, folks. <laughs> and you're a fine crook, too, the way you waste your time. What do you mean? Well, I sent you out to pick pockets yesterday, and you wasted two hours on Fred Allen. <laughs> hmm. Imagine picking Allen's pocket. What did you find there? A hole. Oh. <laughs> he buries his money, eh? And you, Bashful. What's the matter, Doc? I sent you out to take a guy for a ride, and you went in separate cars. Well, gee, I didn't know him very well. (laughs) That's a great excuse. Now, listen, fellas. You've been laying down on the job lately. I want you all to be up on your toes tonight. Say, Doc. What is it, Sleepy? What time are we going to rob the bank tonight? About 12 o'clock. And don't be late like you always are. I'm afraid of that job, Chief. We're sure to get caught and be sent up the river for 20 years. Oh, we will, eh? How do you feel about it, Happy? Well, Grumpy's right. We'll all go to Sing Sing and never come out. Gee, it'll be awful. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Certainly got a brave bunch of men here, scared of your own shadow. I'm not scared. I'm dopey. (laughs) You said it. Now, remember, men, we got a big job on tonight, and we got to get some money. There's a payment due on our machine gun. So let's all work together. Then as soon as our supply of dynamite gets here, we'll go. Come in. Package of dynamite for Doc Benny. <laughs> Sign here. Now, wait a minute. Is this dynamite good and strong? I think so. I had two arms when I started out. Goodbye. <laughs> all right, men. Now, listen carefully. We'll meet tonight at exactly 11 o'clock in the alley right in back of the bank. Is that clear? What about you, Dopey? Do you know where we're going to meet? If I forget, I'll ask a policeman. 
All right, but leave your girl home this time. Now remember, fellas, 11 o'clock in the alley behind the bank. And then do you know where we go from there? Where? Hi-ho, hi-ho, to rob the bank we'll go. I'll say we'll blow and grab them dough. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. Now don't be late, you know. We gotta work quick with a chisel and pick. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. I'm sleepy, that I know. And I'm so shy, I nearly die. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. Why don't you eat jello? Just try a dish, it's so delish. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. To rob the bank we'll go. A safe will blow and grab the dope. Hi-ho, 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 hi-ho. Now don't be late, you know. We gotta work quick with a chisel and pick. Hi-ho, hi-ho. The scene changes. We now take you to the home of Miss Snow White, who lives on Park Avenue with her cruel stepmother, Mrs. Agatha Witch. Oh, she's a meanie. Take it away, Park Avenue. Hello? Who? No, she can't talk to you. Don't be calling up here anymore. Goodbye yourself. Who was that, stepmother? That was your boyfriend, Prince Charming. A friendship. <laughs> now listen, Snow. <laughs> I don't want you to go out with him anymore. He's just after your money. So are you. Well, I saw you first. <laughs> now don't you dare to leave this room, you little brat. Isn't she awful, folks? Shut up. <laughs> oh, why is my stepmother so cruel to me? Is she jealous of me for chance, or is she jealous of me good looks? I have it. She's just a rat. Oh, where is my Prince Charming? If he would just come and take me away, I'd be so happy. He'll be here, folks. That must be Prince Charming now. Here, Prince. Here, Prince. <laughs> come in. Aw, oh, Prince Charming. Hello, Snow White. <laughs> my little piccaninny. <laughs> oh, Prince, I'm so glad you're here. My stepmother's getting crueler every day. Is that so? What's the matter with that old Mickey Finn? <laughs> Why, only this morning she tried to kill me. She gave me a poison apple for breakfast. Oh, what a low life that is. If I wasn't a prince, that gentleman and that coward, I'd smack her up and down. <laughs> And another thing, she says you're not a real prince. She says you're bogus. Bogus? That's my brother. I'm Boris. <laughs> but you are a real prince, aren't you? Why, certainly. I got a coat of arms with a belt in the back. <laughs> then I don't care what she says. I love you, my prince. And I love you, too, my little honey child. Come into my arms. Oh, if you'd only take me away from here, I'd be so happy. Don't worry, my little sweetie cake. Someday I'll take you to my castle in the Catskills. <laughs> When? Someday. Oh, someday. Someday we'll go away. Someday so far away. And how thrilling that moment will be. When the prince of my dreams comes to me. 
is somewhat of a critic. Gee, none of these animals are afraid of me. Look at that little pussycat with the bushy tail. Come here, pussy. Oh, my mistake. Get away, pussy. That was a close one. And look at that little deer running after me. Isn't it cute? Hello, dear. Hello, honey. Fresh. Gee, I'm so tired and hungry. Oh, look, there's a farmhouse over yonder. Maybe I can get food and shelter there. Here I come, farmhouse. <laughs> All right, men. We're ready to rob the bank. Now, remember, this ain't no picnic, so everybody work fast and be on your guard. Say, Happy, where's the machine gun? <laughs> Over there in the sewing basket. That's great. Have you got your bag filled, Grumpy? Yep, I got a flashlight, a chisel, some dynamite, a blowtorch, and my nightshirt. Oh, we'll be home before morning. Hey, Dopey, stop chewing that dynamite. You'll blow your brains out. 
If I had any brains, I wouldn't be chewing it. <laughs> well, we're all set now. Wait a minute, where's Sleepy? Hey, Sleepy, wake up. Hmm. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Bashful, what are you blushing about? Now, look at Sleepy smiling. He must be dreaming about a girl. Well, you stay out of his dreams. <laughs> anyway, we can do without him. Now, let's go, men. And here's my final instruction. Why we're robbing that bank, there's one thing that's very important. For heaven's sake, don't whistle while you work. Don't whistle while you work. Or the cops will come, we'll have to run. Be as quiet as a turk. You mean quiet as a mouse. But I couldn't make it rhyme. Now come on, boys, and make no noise. We haven't got much time. I remember each of you. We know what we must do. Now you must be still. I know I will. La 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 la. Don't whistle while you work, or the cops you're bound to work. They'll get their man put it in the can. Don't whistle while you work. Now don't forget. All right, men. We're on our way. Let's go. Wait a minute. I knew it. It's the cops. The cops? Gee, I bet they give us life this time. <laughs> Quiet. I'll handle this. Shh. Come in. Hello, everybody. My name is Snow White. Why, it's a girl. A girl? <laughs> yes, a girl. What do you want, Snow White? Gee, I thought this was a farmhouse. Aren't you all farmers? No, we're not farmers. We're bandits. And right now, we're going out to rob a bank. Rob a bank? Oh, you mustn't do that. Why not? It's naughty. Oh, it is. Did you hear that, fellas? It's naughty. Come on, man. Tie her up and throw her in the cellar. Throw me in, too. <laughs> Grab her, men. Now, wait a minute, Chief. She can't harm us. Well, we're not taking any chances. Tie her up. All you nice boys want to rob a bank. Don't you want to get into heaven? Yes, but we want to get into the bank first. <laughs> now, scram. She's right, Doc. Let's call the whole thing off. I'm in favor of it. Yeah. Maybe I can get my old job back again. Your old job back? What did you do? I was a good humor man in a tough neighborhood. <laughs> oh. And I used to be an orchestra leader. That's a lie! <laughs> what were you, Dopey? I used to be a phrenologist. A phrenologist? What's that? I don't know. That's why I quit. <laughs> hey, fine bunch of gangsters I've got. Now listen, Snow White. You listen to me, you big bad man. Hmm. You're all going to throw away your guns and stay right here. You're never going to rob another bank as long as you live. I'm willing. Me too. How about you, Doc? Nothing doing. This is my racket and I'm going to stick to it. Now, come on, Docky Walkie. Don't be a toughy wassy. Oh. Come on, Doc. Don't be a batty waddy. <laughs> Oh, all right, I'm a sappy wappy, but I'll do it. Hooray! Hooray! Come in. Snow White, I'm so glad I found you. I've been looking all over for you. Prince Charming, I knew you'd come. Hooray! Come, my little Snow White. You'll go back yonder to my castle and live happily ever afterwards. At last, at last. Someday we'll go away Someday so far away So I'm ready 
Prince Charming married Little Snow White, and Doc Benny went back to his old job peddling fish in Waukegan. Play Phil. Bright blue skies, gay new fashions, new things to eat. These are the signs of spring. And here's the perfect dessert to fit the mood, called Springtime Delight. The freshest, gayest dish you've tasted in ages. And real easy to make with fruit-rich strawberry jello and just one cup of fresh strawberries. Dissolve a package of strawberry jello in hot water and chill until slightly thickened. Sweeten one cup of sliced fresh strawberries with a quarter cup of sugar, then add the berries to the thickened jello. Turn into a mold and chill until firm. It couldn't be easier to make, and it's, well, an inexpensive way to take advantage of the fresh strawberries just coming into the market. And wait till you taste it. The delicious, extra-rich fruit flavor of strawberry jello combined with the juicy sweetness of fresh berries. It's a grand springtime dessert, so try it soon. Just be sure to make it with genuine jello. Ask your grocer for jello. This is the last number of the 30th program in the new Jello series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. And um, I hope you all liked our musical comedy version of Walt Disney's famous picture, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, Jack. Yes, Mary. You know, we forgot to do one of the best songs in the picture. Which one is that? The Wishing Well number, you know, where you hear the echo. Oh, yes. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's do it now. Andy, you get down in the well and do the echo. Okay. Hit it, boys. I'm wishing. I'm wishing. For the one I love to find me. To find me. Mary, hand me that bucket. Oh! Good night, folks. Important announcement. Starting this week, Robert L. Rickley's Believe It or Not program will be heard Tuesday night instead of Saturday over most of these same stations. Be sure to see your local paper for the new time. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Hey, this is Brian Davis, and you might know me from the Damn Good Movie Memories podcast. And now, get ready for the Bad Beat Show on ThatMetalStation.com. From 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern every Wednesday night. I'm going to play some kick-ass hard rock inspired by the blues. Because after all, the foundation of all things rock and metal is, of course, the blues. So join me every Wednesday night for the bad beat. Because even when you lose, you still win. We are officially on Spotify now, so if you don't use iTunes, if you don't use the Podbean app, you can go to Spotify and get all of our past episodes. You can stream it on there, so if you're a Spotify user, you can go find Damn Good Movie Memories. <laughs> I can't even say my own podcast. Damn Good Movie Memories. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. I'm the host, right? Okay, so go to Spotify, look for Damn Good Movie Memories. You can stream all of that stuff. And yeah, so if you don't want to use iTunes, you don't want to use Podbean, you can use Spotify as well. All right, before we sign off, we do have t-shirts are available for sale. All you have to do is go to tpublic, that's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com, and you can get your very own Damn Good Movie Memories t-shirt. You can get all sizes, any gender, you can get whatever you want just at the tip of your fingers. So just go to tpublic.com, look up Damn Good Movie Memories, and you can get your very own t-shirt. 
If you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for damn good movie memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories. I am Dr. Fuck. And I'm the actual alcoholic. And we are part of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. We are the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. That's right. And the way you can check us out is we are on iTunes and also Podbeam. And we forgot a review recently. I got this review right here. It says right here, it says, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is the greatest podcast in the world, and it's my number one podcast, signed by Science. Now, and then Science also said... Science! Science also said, my second favorite podcast is, it doesn't matter, the rest suck. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast on iTunes and Poppy. Check it out.